What's up, everybody? This is AJ Kirsch, and you're listening to Wrestling POV Global. Hey, fans, welcome to another edition of WPOV Global. I'm your host, the legend T. James Logan, and with me, my co host, the gentleman Elio Canella. Elio. Yes, sir. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing great. Actually, yeah. I'm a happy camper. Why are you a happy Because camper? you already know I love my music. I can't live without my music. I mm-hmm. need my music. Okay. I was on Spotify, uh, I believe, last week, sometime last week. Alanis has a new CD out. The goddess? The Canadian yes. goddess has yes. more to preach to the choir? My yes. Goodness. We have a new CD out. I, gotta, I still got to sit down and listen to it. That is impressive. You know what? And I need for you to send me some, uh, some info about it so I can look it up. Too, of course. <laughs> I will do that. Every Canadian out there should be listening. And all you American fans, you know, drop that Cardi B nonsense and come over and join what a real <laughs> songstress is right? all about, eh? Come on. Come on, eh? <laughs> uh, I've had an okay week. Um, ironically, uh, a couple hours before we started shooting the show here, I... Uh, I don't know. I twinged my back a little or something. My lower back is feeling really sore right now. I was almost tempted, Elio, to tell you, let's do this in the morning. I was going to go take some, you know, painkillers and go to sleep. But uh, no, it's not that horrible. It's just a little bit annoying. It's been a while since I've had any tinge in my back. So maybe I'm just wussing out. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just, well, I'll suck it up and walk it off. as I. This this, this is like your own personal Iron Man match. Yeah, this is my own Iron Man. I'm not tapping out. The 60-minute Iron Man back. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I had an iron back. This would be a little easier. But uh, anyways, at least we had some wrestling to look forward to this week. We had uh, some good, some bad. Uh, This week's hot topic, uh, we went an interesting route. Um, You know, we're going to get into it when we get into impact, but it kind of looks at maybe like the Wrestle House thing is done. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, we were curious, and I decided we should drag it out one more week. The question we were going to use for a hot topic this week was, what did you think of uh, the, uh, the Wrestle House thing? Did you think it was kind of fun? Do you think it was kind of cool? Do you think it was absolute garbage? Uh, let us know. Uh, tell us, vote for us either way. We'll put, uh, did you put one of those things, Elio, where if they put a heart or whatever, to the, that could be kind of their indication? Uh, I, I, I can uh, put that. Yeah, let's switch it up like that. Let's yeah, I, can, I couldn't put that. I can add that to the graphics. Okay, that, and that's a shout out to uh, Rick Serrano III, who's been doing those kind of poll type posts. They've been pretty excellent. I like that idea a lot. Well, because we can't do the regular polls, which yeah, well, they, they, were, they, were, they were kind of fun to do. They were fun, but I think with elections going on, yeah. post, Facebook seems to be trying to stem a bit of political ideas oh. and a little bit of political pushing. And uh, fine by me. I mean, sure, it ruins it for everyone else, but whatever, okay? It seems politics ruins everything for everybody else anyway. <laughs> uh, so we decided to switch gears, folks, and we're going to do our hot topic this week. Uh, is a little thing we've been uh, – we, we talked with the guys over at uh, Wrestling POV. They'll mention the matchups every week. Is we, is I, I and Elio, and actually all of us, we kind of got together and we submitted a bunch of ideas of, of kind of dream matchups, AEW wrestlers versus – uh, WWE wrestlers and of course we were we were also like cognizant of the fact that there are a few guys who've just come over so you're not going to see like 
you know, Brody Lee versus somebody because he's already been over there and right. he's faced most of the guys. Or Matt, what the hell is Matt Cord- Cordoba? Matt, Cord- Matt Cardona? Cardona, whatever. <laughs> you, uh, you always mess up his last name. Man. Well, it's just a weird name for some reason. <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's, it's don't, not a memorable last name. I don't know what this. Yeah, there's just something about it that just. No wonder he called himself Zach Ryder, <laughs> which itself was a stupid name. But at least it wasn't as dumb as Matt Cordova. <laughs> Anyhow, so uh, our first matchup, man, we're going for the jugular on this one. Um, I remember submitting this one because to me, I thought that I wanted to take two guys, extremely talented members of both rosters, who um, matched up. I thought on paper by looks, by skill, by experience. These two guys matched up so much, I thought they would be the first inaugural one and it would be a tough one. This is one that I wanted fans to really think about because I really thought about this too. And that matchup, of course, is uh, we're taking from WWE side, we're taking <laughs> Seth Rollins. I do it, I need to hear the Seth Rollins voice. Come on. You mean? Come on. In. No, see, you did it wrong. It's not Seth Rollins. It's Seth Rollins. There we go. There we go. <laughs> and... Uh, Matching up against AEW standout star Kenny Omega. He has not had the most stellar of two years, the last two years. If anything, it seems like it's been a bit of a, a change for him in AEW. Uh, he's not been presented as a single star, you know, in, the, in any of the sense that we've seen him. But we know it's there. So that was it, fans. We wanted you guys to take a look at these two guys. Decide you had and vote in. Um, after the polls came in, and, and you know what? I'm going to hold off on telling the results. Okay. I'm going to switch over, first of all, uh, to Elio and ask you, Elio, who do you pick in this matchup? Who, in a dream match between these two, wins the match? Much as I uh, like uh, Kenny Omega, I'm going to go with Seth Rollins on this one. And, and tell me why. I need to know why you picked um, Seth Rollins. Seth uh, Rollins, like, uh, the way he's been presented on TV – like since since he's been with the company like he's just he's had some great matches some not so great but mostly uh, they've been a uh, solid so i'm gonna that's my reason for going with seth rollins in this match because kenny omega's not had the greatest uh year like you said and mm-hmm. Some of his matches just seem off. All righty. We asked the guys at WPOV um, what they thought, okay? And uh, Rick uh, had written this to me. He said, the matchup would have potential to be match of the year, maybe even match of the decade, or even one of the greatest matches of all time. I give it to Seth, no matter what, if he's, whatever, if he's face or heel. As annoying as Seth is, uh, he's a better promo. And Omega's stock is falling as a tag. For me, it's 60% Seth, 40% Omega. All right. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. All right. Uh, Tony said, it depends on who the baby face is. Whoever is the baby face will go over on the other. It's tough, but will definitely be a match of the year candidate. That's not what we were asking. Fair enough. Tony gets on people about that too. Yes, Tony. Unfortunately, that is not what we were asking. We were just asking straight up who wins. Okay, fine. We'll, we'll play it at his game. Um, <laughs> now, I, maybe um, I'm a little bit biased, you know, because I know this man. I've seen him wrestle live many times. I followed his career. Um, I think the matches that Kenny Omega was doing in New Japan in the, the last year that he was the champion uh, and leading up to him winning the champion was 120% better than anything Seth Rollins did that year. Um, 
I think Kenny still has it. He has not been presented in the greatest of light, but uh, I think that we, the, the reason for it is obvious because, you know, he's, he's one of the, uh, the, the backstage guys. He's one of the power guys at AEW. He's also, I didn't know if a lot of people may not realize this, but he's also the main booker for the women's uh, division. So he's, you know, uh, he's really stepped back to, to, to put himself out in other facets of the company. However, I know Rick disagrees with me, but I think even though there is not a lot of great chemistry between him and Adam Page, I think they're a very effective, good, solid tag team. They do that. They check off the boxes of what tag team guys who are, who are like singles guys that become successful tag teams. They're one of those teams that for one reason or other uh, seem to click, especially when, yeah. they com- when they combine their finishers. Yeah, exactly. A lot of their movesets have combined. They seem pretty flawless in that. So um, I still, you know what, and, and that is not exactly the question either, but when it comes down to it, I'm going to say that I would have to pick um, Kenny Omega. Okay. okay. And that's not discounting uh, Seth Rollins, who I think is one of the most talented wrestlers in the WWE, uh, nasally voice aside. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to go with Kenny Omega on this one. And uh, it's funny because it seems like if you listen to what we're talking about, it's almost 50-50 right here between the hosts. Uh, ironically enough, the poll came out 50-50 also. 50% oh. of the respondents uh, picked Kenny Omega, 50% said Seth Rollins. So this, I think, is, um, you know, props up to Rick. He's right. This would totally be one of, probably one of the greatest matches I would like to think that we'd seen in a very long time if they were given a chance to do this all up. And I'm talking a straight-up match, not some storyline and bad guy, good guy crap. Just a very athletic match mm-hmm. featuring these two. I give uh, Kenny Omega the upper on that one. All right? Okay. So uh, fans, I would love to know the fans out there who are watching Impact, I know there's got to be at least seven or eight of you. <laughs> I'd, like you <laughs> I'd like you to get your opinion about WrestleHouse. Um, WrestleHouse, wow. Um, there's, there's pros and cons here, okay? And I'm not going to tell you how I feel about it. I, you can hear by the groaning right now that Elio was probably not the biggest <laughs> fan of it. But I for every find, horrible storyline yes. I want to okay. find the good in it. I just, I don't know, it's hard. The only good I have found so far is it gave personalities to a couple wrestlers that I had no idea anything about. They made them seem like more like real people. And that in turn um, kind of spurred me on to enjoy them a little bit more. And I still, more I still don't care about Cameron Grimes 2.0. No, no. <laughs> Um, I got to say, though, uh, I mean, a great example is Rosemary. I mean, she's very uh, out there in this thing. But up until uh, this, I never really got my finger on what Rosemary was really about. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, she's some weird supernatural type character, yada, yada, and presented in a way that I couldn't really just maybe want to turn the TV off. You know what I mean? But even through the ridiculousness of WrestleHouse, her speaking and talking and stuff, it gave me much more feel of Rosemary the person, which in turn made me more curious to see her wrestle. The one, so per, the, aspect, one the one person I really just don't get is that whole Susie character. Oh, really? I thought you were going to... I know you've patterned your life after Johnny Swinger, so I figured... No, that I'm sure you were thinking about that. <laughs> There's a reason he's in the book. Susie, I, yeah, I'm not sure. Her character, she just stands there and looks like she's incredibly <laughs> stupid and doesn't get anything. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if that's really good characterization. 
you know what? It reinforced why I like Kylie Ray. I mean, uh, her personality has really shined through a lot of this. Uh, Taya Valkyrie, I'm not, I don't like her, but her personality, she was one of the focal points of this. And look at what's his name, uh, Ace uh, AC, AC Romero. I just thought he was a guy who ate a ton of fried chicken all the time, you know, and he was just a greasy fat dude to me, but he had a little bit of personality here. And so it got me to look at him a little more in a humanistic light. So that is one of the positives of this thing. And I'll admit there was one or two things that may have made me chuckle now and then. So that's always a bonus too. However, there was lots of things that made me groan. Now, we, we know you like it when Tommy Dreamer says match. I was just thinking of that. Just Tommy Dreamer <laughs> alone makes me hate it, okay? Uh, and those matches, just terrible. Just garbage. Uh, those meaningless matches that they have. So um, I'm not going to tell you if I am for or against it until next week when we talk about it. Uh, so I'm curious, though, fans, what do you think? Vote in. We'll, we'll set up a poll. You can pick uh, either way. And of course, next week we'll have another matchup. Uh, we'll, we'll, it'll be uh, announced on WPOV of uh, AWE wrestler versus WWE wrestler. And we'll see where this takes us. You know, we'll see where this takes us. So at this time, I'd like to take a look at this week's Impact Wrestling. And uh, I guess it's sort of night two of whatever, what, what, the hell, rest, what were they calling this thing? Like, you know, this was a regular show. This isn't oh, the emergence. We already missed, the, okay. We missed emergence. I saw emergence night two. Actually, I saw both nights. Um, night one was, uh, I like, I preferred night one, but more to night two. Well, I've got to say, in this um, day and age right now, where it's hard to tell the TV shows from the, from the pay-per-views, everything's the same. And that thing has been that way for Impact uh, for a long time. With yeah. the, they don't have pay-per-views anymore. Yeah, and it's it's kind of like uh, their special event things are an awful lot like just another, it's like an extra episode of the show. Yep. So um, that's why I even hate naming them. So I'm just like, let's just look at last week's impact and see what we got here, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, first match, Rob Van Dam taking on Sally, Sally, Sammy Callahan. Okay, you know uh, what? I'm, st- I'm confused now. Sammy Callahan's a good guy? There's there, there, there's gonna be something wrong when there's a match with Rob Van Dam, and I'm going for his opponent who, in this case, was Sammy Callahan. Yeah, is <laughs> Sammy Callahan now is the good guy? I, I'm very confused. Sammy Callahan has always that's, been that, like such that's a who, that's piece what of I'm crap. From this. Yeah. Uh, I'm not liking Katie Forbes. I don't know. I don't know. There's something I dig about her. I mean, she's all big, muscular, and stuff, but there's also something kind of feminine about her. I'm not sure. She's very confusing. She's pretty. And I'm not sure Rob Van Dam just seems like he's like hypnotized by her. Yeah, I think Rob Van Dam is still living. He's still living his 1993 gimmick. So you think he's just stoned? Uh, he doesn't realize he, <laughs> what she is. I don't he, no, but his gimmick—it's always the same. It never changes. Never evolves. That is true. You know, his personality is kind of. Yeah. I don't like it. It's kind of ridiculous. But oh well. Um, let's see. Uh, then we went off to. Um, uh, where are we? We went off to Wrestle House, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, you know, uh, looking at Taya versus Rosemary, the setup for this sort of thing. Uh, 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 I'm not <laughs> Wrestle House. Okay, I'm moving on. So fuck it. I'm moving on. Uh, Reno Scum. Uh, Reno Scum 
The, the, the name just kills me. They're, they're pretty bad wrestlers, but anyways. They're forgetful because uh, I don't even, I never remember their names. Like, yeah, I just know, doesn't one have a legend? One has a mohawk and I, I know. don't know. They're, they're very unremarkable. I only remember Luster the Legend. That's only because you told me that one time and it stuck in my head. Wow, and I told you, and I don't remember it. So what does that tell you? Uh, Reno Scum is going to take on um, Rhino and a mystery partner. And it ends up that uh, it's Heath. And, uh, you know, it, 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 the match goes super quick. They're still playing the fact that Heath isn't signed or part of Impact. Yep, so he, 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 was, he was even a partner. He was a camera guy. He was yeah. a cameraman. He comes in, does the assist, leaves. Uh, then we have some ridiculousness with Scott DeMore and security guards, and they're all uh, coming out talking to Rhino and stuff like that. So I don't know. Just I don't really buy these kind of things. You know, they're always trying to tell you how uh, a wrestler who isn't part of the company can always manage to get in, but uh, any other person crossed that line and they beat the living snot out of you. So <laughs> I don't know. Hard to, hard to buy into that. Uh, EC3 cuts a promo on Moose. Uh, sending him, tell him he'll send back his TNA title piece by piece if he doesn't come and meet him. Um, we have the Good Brothers uh, talking around. Uh, when the Rascals show up, the Rascals kind of want to get a bit of advice because they're going to be facing tonight uh, Austin and Fulton. Mad, you, you, you love Madman Fulton, don't you? I'm sure you were thinking about that. There's Austin. nothing about this guy I like. I hate well, Ace Austin more. Did you, did you catch the WWE references? Just point them out. Point them out to the fans. Uncle Alan. Uncle Alan. Uncle Alan. Uncle Alan. Who are you talking about with Uncle Alan? AJ Styles. Really? Uncle Alan is to AJ Styles? Okay. Uh, that's that's what they, yeah, that's, up, that's uh, their name for him. <laughs> okay. Uh, was there any others? Uh, no, that was it. They just kept referring to AJ Styles and making reference Uncle to him. Alan. Okay, okay. I was wondering what that was about. Um... We go back to Wrestle House. Um, let's fuck, script that bullshit. I don't really care. Um, there's a whole bunch of garbage okay. going on then. The, the, oh, you the, want to talk about it? Impact, impact is divided into two parts. Like when I'm okay. watching it, yeah. part one, they, they spent I don't know how long on that Wrestle House segment. Way so too long. That's, yeah, so that's why. Like, um, that's uh, what most of it was. Okay, and uh, yeah. Diana Perrazzo's uh, Black Tie Affair. <laughs> Say again? Diana Perrazzo's uh, Celebration. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into Okay. Next we have up Ace Austin, Madman Fulton taking on the Rascals. This did not seem like a very long match. This seemed to go really quick for nope. the teams involved. Rascals taking the win. Motor City Machine Guns coming out saying that, uh, you know, they kind of got their eyes on the Rascals. And maybe we'll see uh, an upcoming match between them. That would be interesting. Um, uh, a X Division champion Rojo, Rojo, <laughs> Rohit Raju comes out. Uh, he's approached by TJP, who wants a title shot. Did you catch TJP's arriving? Catch him arriving. What do you mean? No, rhyming. Oh, rhyming, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go back and listen. I'm like, wait, what? He's a rapper in his heart. All Filipinos are rappers. You should know this. <laughs> Anyhow, um, we look back some more. Rosemary versus Taya. Ugh, I just hate saying it. Taya wins this ridiculous no match. Um, Diana Perrazzo's black tie celebration. Yep. 
Oh, wow. I hate it when they do stuff like this. <laughs> you know, it's just such ridiculousness. Uh, Jordan Grace comes out and says uh, she's apologized. She's underdressed, um, but she wants another match. But before she gets a match, Tennille Dashwood comes out. I haven't seen Tennille in a while. Yep. Uh, last time we seen her was an ROH, I think. ROH, doing yeah, a hell part, of, a lot part of, of Lifeblood. Yeah, doing a hell of a lot of nothing. Yeah. Uh, so she comes out, and she wants a match, so we're going to see where that heads off to. And then the main event. And the main event, uh, I'm going to say, first off, very good a match. Okay, it was, it was interesting. It was exciting. But there's a lot of problems I have with these two wrestlers. First of all, we've talked a lot about Eddie Edwards. Yep. There's just something about him that just doesn't seem like a champion, at least for like at least a major champion of the company. And then you have Eric Young. Here's a guy who just failed miserably in WWE, yet comes in and wins the Impact Championship off of uh, Eddie Edwards in just a mere couple weeks. That just to me is just terrible storytelling. I mean, basically you're saying that uh, the shittiest wrestler from WWE can come in and be the top guy in Impact. Doesn't say much for Eddie Edwards and the rest of the wrestlers when Eric Young uh, can come in in his first real title shot and take away the belt. Um, good on him. He looked cool. He was okay in the match, but kind of a big stink on that whole thing, in my opinion. Not, I'm not a fan of that. Um, we've talked about that before. That would sort of be like if they gave a championship to that of the former Zack Ryder, you know, another guy who spent like, you know, years and years in the WWE, but doesn't get anywhere. You or if I mean? they give a championship to Brian Myers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what? Let's move on to, uh, to our next bit of wrestling. And for that, we're going to, oh, first of all, what did you think of the show as an overall this week? Uh, if you had to give it a numeric value, um, I'm gonna give it like a sixty. Uh, it was just I don't know. Was it was? It was there, but up yeah. and down. So I'm gonna, gonna give go. it a. I'm gonna give it a sixty-two point seven eight five. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shout out to Tony because he's always giving numbers like that. Well, this week segment I gave it a one point six seven four. <laughs> um, I give it like a 62, 63. I mean, you know, just, just it. I mean, it wasn't horrible, but there was a lot of it that was kind of mailed in, a lot of floating going on in there. Um, coming up, fans, me and Elio are definitely uh, getting ourselves geared up because in a mere couple weeks, the G1 starts. Mm-hmm. And, and if I know me and Elio, yes, we're probably going to be watching every single night and <laughs> yep. uh, talking back and forth and trying to figure this thing out as it goes along. Because, hey, it's what we've done the last two years. I might even uh, create the brackets on my, on my iPad here. That would be something cool. But right now, as a tune-up before the G1, uh, we are in the midst of the sort of uh, the New Japan Road Series, which okay. is, it's, it's, we'll, be, we'll have matches starting as Thursday going Saturday, Sunday, the next Tuesday, Wednesday, and finally culminating on Friday night. Uh, a lot of what's going on here, there's not a lot of important matches. However, however, there is uh, a mini tag team tournament going on involving four teams where they'll fight each other in a round-robin tournament uh, as these nights go on to determine the new uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Belts. All right? And let's take a really quick look at these teams and the, and the four teams. And wow, looking at this, it's like two of these teams I think are legit and two I think are shit. Uh-oh. Okay. 
uh, under the legit team, uh, Yoshinobu Kanemaru and Al Desperado. Now, these guys have held the tag team titles before. Okay. They are longtime partners. Uh, they're both mid-heavyweights of very good renown. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kanemaru, uh, before coming into Japan, was one of the most celebrated uh, mid-heavyweights in Japan through a lot of other companies. El Desperado has looked very good in the last little while. Coming off a, a bad injury last year and still managing to look good. These two have teamed together a lot and I see them doing a lot of damage. Okay. Moving over to the category of shit, we've got uh, uh, Gato and Tajiri Taji Ishimori, who we know as the Bone Soldier. The Bone Soldier and Ghetto are a tag team. What? Yep. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't either. Uh, Ishimori, definitely one of the power. He's a great mid-heavyweight. This guy, well, you know, he's just fantastic to watch. I, I would have been even more perplexed if he said Jado. <laughs> oh, God. No, he'd have no chance of it. That dude can barely walk, let alone do anything. Um, but putting Ishimori with Ghetto, um, I don't really see uh, Ghetto... Is he, usually, is he usually standing outside the ring? Yeah, uh, I mean, he's the main booker for New Japan. He's usually with uh, Jay White, isn't he? Yeah, or he's with other members of... Yeah. Uh, no, now that they've joined Bullet Club, you know, like, uh, you know, Jay White's in Bullet Club. and yeah. uh, So he's kind of with the Bullet Club guys now. So, yeah, I uh, that's not a good team in my estimation. Um, here's another good team, uh, which one of the four teams... The team of Bushi and Hiromu Takahashi, both members from Los Ignobles. Um, these two are guys, both of them, very celebrated uh, junior heavyweights. Mm-hmm. They have tagged together many times, and they're a very solid and, and strong team. Uh, them and, and them and the uh, Desperado and Kanemaru team, I think, are the two favorites here, obviously. And then this team, man, here's another team I don't expect to go far. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rizuchiko Taguchi, who we've seen Taguchi in his yep. bum tactics. But Taguchi is a guy who can upset the apple cart. You know, he can do a lot. Uh, he could make you a surprise thing. However, his he partner... Likes, he likes to do the comedy stuff, but uh, when he... But he can when get he, serious. When he, yeah. really, when he has to be serious, he can, he can actually do stuff. All right. And his team partner, are you ready for this one, buddy? Oh, no. <laughs> I want you to think of a ridiculous mid-heavyweight wrestler right now who'd be the most ridiculous guy that taguchi would be stuck with he's new he's just come back off excursion with the most ridiculous character Any not ideas? that uh, doctor whatever the hell is no that? no master watto that's it I was, yes. that's who i was saying master watto i knew it <laughs> and so, I, I, I was about to say dr watto or <laughs> yeah, no master watto well this is what a horrible horrible team this is gonna be that's terrible uh, it's definitely going to come down to Bushi and Takahashi versus uh, uh, Desperado, El Desperado and Kanemaru. Those are the two only legitimate teams that I see in this tournament. It'll be see- interesting to see how this plays out before the G1. Um, I'm also thinking, I believe Takahashi has a place in the G1 this year. I don't know if Taguchi does. I'm, I'm kind of curious about that. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, I do know, and I'm not sure when they're going to put this in here, and it might be in this road to stuff but i know one of the most interesting feuds that they're brewing right now is minoru suzuki versus um oh man his name is slipping away from me uh the guy who show is always uh yo and show are always fighting against um the dragon dude uh, uh a big, oh takagi big to, Tuga- takagi. yeah yeah takagi versus uh suzuki oh. that is definitely going to be happening in the next little while 
what an interesting battle that will be. Very I guess, interesting. Yeah. All right. So those are what we have coming up. We also do know that we will be uh, this this king of whatever tournament. Have you heard of this thing? The king of strong style tournament or, or something? Yes. Yeah, so I, I, I was looking on the NJBW website and I look up like they have all these like weird little tournaments or events. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh well, I'm not even sure what to say about that. But uh, let's see where it goes, okay? Yep. <laughs> That's all I got to say. I just have to laugh my head off. Um, September 11th is, uh, they also, uh, on the news here, they have two championship matches signed up. I'm just looking through it right now. Um, I do know, I think this is where we're probably going to see, uh, yeah, it'll be the two, they'll decide the, the junior tag team titles. And how about this? There'll be never six man titles up on uh, the line here. The championship team of um, Goto, um, Ishii, and uh, what the hell is that little weasel's name? The one with the top hat and the, he never wins. Oh, Yoshihashi. Oh, okay, Yoshi. They'll be putting their uh, their uh, titles up against um, Okada. Mm-hmm. Um, who's that goofy guy that's always, the, the big comedy dude, Yano, Tori Yano, and, and uh, Yo, who's been in, uh, show has been injured, so Yo will be in there. So this will be an interesting six-man match. We'll, we'll, we have that coming up, and uh, that'll be curious to see where it goes. Um, but like I said, for us, we just, we just know that the big thing uh, coming up definitely has to be um, the G1. Wait, that's uh, that's one on the eleventh. That's called uh, Fighting Spirit, right? Fighting Spirit, yes. No, 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 no. That'll be uh, that'll be in Corrigan. So it's part of the New Japan Road. Fighting Spirit is the stuff. Oh, sorry, it's September fourth to September eleventh. Yeah, the September eleventh one is uh, New Japan Road. That's the one we'll see in uh, Corrigan. Yeah, I think the the cheap one says it begins on the nineteenth, I believe. Yep, I'm very excited and. Uh, Fans, uh, we're curious about uh, who your picks are, also your favorites. When we get the whole um, lineup of the G1, me and uh, Elio, of course, will take a turn looking at uh, sides A and B. We'll make our predictions and picks, who we want to go far, who we think will go far. And uh, we're just, I'm looking forward to it. I, I know you, Japan, is going in with a bit of a reduced roster here simply because of the fact uh, with COVID, you know, a lot, half their roster is in North America, the other half is Japan. Um, so they're going to have to make do with their Japanese side of the roster. So we might see some surprising um, junior heavyweights that we would not usually see in this tournament. But on the sad side, it means we won't be seeing guys like Jay White and uh, you know non uh, non Japanese wrestlers in this. So it, it it'll it, it's still the G1 and it's important. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, you know what, Elio? Did you know that we are one of three shows? that is on this fine network. So we have uh, this one, WPOV and uh, WPOV Quarantine. That's right. We are global. We cover everything that's not WWE with the exception of WWE um, UK. We cover all the other major companies that we can. Uh, we cover Impact. We cover New Japan. We cover especially AEW mm-hmm. in, in a rather large way. And as things come up, you know, ROH, MLW, when it starts up again, we'll be covering again. So. We try to cover a lot of the big wrestling that you may not heard about because it's not so mainstream as WWE. Uh, the guys at Wrestling POV 
uh, they cover all the ingoings on in uh, WWE, including SmackDown, Raw, and NXT. And they also take a look at uh, AEW for the week because we have an ongoing series of AEW versus uh, NXT. And right now, I believe NXT has quite the uh, lead in quality of matches. Uh, but do know that the two of them vote, and those that being uh, Tony Diaz and Rick Serrano III, but they also take our votes. Me and Elio also vote uh, who we think is the better show this week, and we take our time to watch. Uh, and it's funny because we never cover NXT, but we watch it. Hmm. Anyhow, uh, so you can find all those uh, things on our various networks, including um, – you're listening to us on Facebook, perhaps, but we also, you can find us on iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, uh, TuneIn. Well, you can find us on a lot of great uh, different things. Also, Elio, if people want to write in, oh, wait, I skipped talking about quarantine. Boy, me and Elio also do uh, WPOV Quarantine, which is an exclusive to Facebook and YouTube show at the moment. Uh, and it's also a Zoom, ex well, you don't have to watch it on on YouTube. You can just listen to it. But we're also, we're, we're, we do it. We shoot it right on Zoom. You can see our faces, see us talking and reacting. Uh, we usually bring in uh, a couple of co-hosts who are usually wrestlers or people involved in the wrestling industry. We have a topic. I try to moderate it and we sit down and, and just have some great conversations. We've had some serious ones about serious topics. We've had some fun, crazy ones. We've had things where we've looked at uh, who are the giants in wrestling and what was their importance in the past. We've looked at stampede wrestling, AWA wrestling, and all sorts of other cool topics. Um, I know last we, we've covered women in wrestling. We've covered, I do know that, we just recently did an episode about uh, mat wrestlers and grappling. I know we have some upcoming episodes we're shooting about uh, wrestling schools. And, uh, and I can't think of what the other one that we had picked is. But you'll hear about it when we announce it. Those two you can find, this quarantine you can find exclusively on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, but suppose you want to write in. Suppose you want to tell us things you like about the show, things you don't like about the show directions you wish we would take or you just want to get your comment about something on global where would the people write in for that elio okay so you can write in on facebook at wrestling pov podcast instagram at wrestling pov one and twitter at wrestling pov excellent well we're going to take this opportunity to take a quick break right now when we get back we're going to take our deep dive into aew wrestling and uh who knows? We'll see how we feel. I, I'm my back's hurting, so you know I might be a little pissy at the end. We might go into the book if something's going to go in there. Uh oh, we'll have to see. Okay, so folks, check you back after the break. Hey, this is Jagger Lane, and you're listening to WPOV Global. Hey, folks, welcome back. Um, before we get into our AEW dive, I just wanted to point out that we do have merchandise available here on the show. We have T-shirts. Right now, there are four different designs that are available. You can find them at uh, www.prowrestlingtees.com backslash WPOV Wrestling. There are four different designs and colors available, three of which are WPOV, but one of them is a global. There is a global exclusive. It features our gold and uh, white uh, insignia. It has uh, uh, arrows with uh, an arrow pointing up that says legend, gentleman with the arrow pointing down. You can make whatever innuendo you want about that. But the fact is you get a chance to rock one of our shirts. And all the money that goes into the purchasing these shirts, um, it helps us fund the show. It isn't exactly free to get all these different shows on regular time, things going through, all kinds of stuff. Help us out a bit. That's all we're asking, you know. And 
not only do you get to help the show that you like, but you also get a chance to wear some cool swag. And uh, I've decided I'm going to run a, um, a contest this year. It will run probably another bunch of months, hopefully by the end of the year. What I'm looking for is anyone who purchases a WPOV global t-shirt and takes their picture with it. You send it in to me and Elio. We will put your name into a thing. And before our Christmas edition, we will have you join us on an episode of Quarantine. That's right. You get to zoom on in. You get to sit in with us. You get to ask the wrestlers some questions that you want to ask. You can put in your, uh, you can put in your input. So it's really fun and we look forward to seeing that and we're also going to try and run that contest for the end of the year but giving a person a chance to sit on the second half of our uh, global show if you wear our global t-shirt send a picture in you get a chance to uh join us get your views about AEW versus uh wwe join us for the second half it'll be fun so anyways let's get into our dive now aew wrestling dynamite and uh Man, um, what am I going to say about AEW this week? Let's just let's just jump in because there it are some. A, it, it was a bit of up and down. <laughs> oh man, I you know what? I didn't want to say this, but uh, the worst and yet most telling word for this, I'm going to say it was a clusterfuck tonight, man. There was just too much yeah. shit going on, I and too like much of it. De- yeah, and too much of it was de-emphasizing things, and that was a problem to me. Instead of highlighting some of the things came on, some things just came off as why should you even care? And we're going to even question that when you get to these points, you might see what I'm talking about. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we open up, uh, you know, uh, we start off with the best friends versus Santana and Ortiz. We start off with a recap. We've seen the horrible things that they've done after the best friends in one. We see Santana and Ortiz, you know, smashing up Trent's mom's minivan and then pouring, um, bleach on their stuff and and so they come out anyways uh it starts off with santana ortiz make their way to the ring but the best friends jump them and i gotta say i kind of liked this match um yep. it's what needed to happen in some ways because you know they're they're arguing over the stupid minivan which makes it look kind of dumb mm-hmm. uh but trent and uh, chuck here really poured it on and this seemed like a real like pissy fight like these guys really really wanted to um, beat each other up. I, I can see what you're saying about Chuck. Like how we weren't the biggest fans, but like you're starting to like him a little. Yeah, he's starting I can, to I can see it now, yeah. He's starting to fit in his role. Yeah. Um, there's two things I did not like about the end of this, okay? Um, I did not like, there was a definite fuck up there, okay, at the end of this match, okay? The okay. referee did in fact make a three count. And Santana, after the three count, manages to finally put Ortiz's hand on the rope. The referee sees it and doesn't acknowledge the fact he made a three count. He just waves it off. Okay, that's some shitty refereeing. And I don't know if it's just me, but uh, did Ortiz uh, go overboard with the selling again on that that one spot where he flew flew out of the ring? Yes. He just vacillates too much to his goofiness. Um, I also. So I thought I thought it was just me. I'm like, well, wait, did I, they just oversell it. <laughs> well, look at all the shit they did to each other in this match. Look how many times they slammed each other into items. How many times there were defenses, hearts up, blah blah blah. Then we're supposed to believe that uh, it took one little shot to the back with a baton to take his teeth <laughs> out. Like what? Yeah, um, that whole end sequence I thought was terrible. Was not a fan of it. 
this was a good match that I think just it suffered pretty shitty at the end. This just made it not good. This took the, put a bad taste in my mouth a bit with it. Okay, um, we get another MJF promo, which are ridiculous. We have the lawyer locking himself in his room, refusing to come out. But we are told that if the lawyer does not get in the ring, MJF loses his title shot. So, of course, he's going to make sure the lawyer gets in the ring. Um, I can't believe we give a crap about this. <laughs> Why do we give a crap about the lawyer fighting Moxley? <laughs> right. Uh, then we get, uh, okay, here's a weird match. The Young Bucks and Jurassic Express versus SCU in the private party. The winners will get to face each other at all out. First of all, a few things. SCU, I mean, okay, first of all, we never see these guys anymore together. Yep. Maybe sometimes they pop up on Dark, but who the fuck watches Dark? I mean, we don't have eight hours to invest in watching <laughs> right? crappy wrestling. Um uh, what happened to uh, Scorpio Sky? It's like they never mentioned right. So I, I, uh, when was the last time we saw him? I like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I mean we see him as a person, but we don't see any more ties to SCU. Yep. Yet they didn't break up. Now and they did that. They did, so they did that whole spotlight on him, like uh, making it look like he was going to go on a solo run. Yeah, yeah, and yet they never mentioned anything about him with SCU, which is ridiculous. Um, now looking at this lineup, when I told you, who do you think would be, who, if, if, if the, out of these four teams and only two of them are going to be on the pay-per-view, if I was going to say, do you think it's going to be Young Bucks versus Jurassic Express or Private Party versus SCU will make the, the, the thing? What, what, what pops in your head right away? Is I would this... put a Jurassic Express and Young Bucks. Right. There's no way that those two top teams and then SCU, who we rarely see, and Private Party, who, man, I haven't seen these guys forever. Just going in, you knew they had no chance, okay? Um, let's talk about the dynamics in this match. Uh, bit of a cluster here. Yep. You know, the, the, but at the story through this thing is Matt Jackson losing his crap slowly and slowly and getting madder and madder. He, he sees a fan. I love it. The fan who's by himself off to one corner. <laughs> yeah. The sign that says, uh, hangman, take my beer. Uh, he goes out and pours the beer on the fan's head and breaks right. up his sign. Just, um, I, I, I want to make a bold prediction here, but I think that the Young Bucks are going to turn heel. At all. It, it certainly seems that way. I mean, they, they left uh, after the match. They left on their own. They looked all like Oh, man. Well, yeah. I mean, near near the end of the match, you know, um, what's his name? Uh, Luchasaurus mm -hmm. uh, goes to start his series of finishing moves. And uh, one of the Jacksons pins himself in, like slaps him on the back. They take the pin. Uh, well, you know, Jurassic uh, Express are doing the cover and the other, all the other teams. Uh, they isolate the one guy, take him out. And then they refuse to hold, like, even have their hands put up with Jurassic Express. They just walk off and leave them. Definitely some heel asshole stuff going on here. Yep. Um, like I said, uh, I think this has been this descent recently of uh, Young Bucks, and I think uh, I think this I think they're going to go rogue here. You know, that's definitely my thing. Um, next, we move on to uh, uh, this was I I don't understand dumb stuff like this either. Um, Orange Cassidy sitting by himself in the locker room. <laughs> Oh, that Jake Hager walks in and sits on him, kind of. You know, he, like he sits on no, his no, leg. He, he, he sat next to Cassie. Cassie put his leg up on Hager's lap. Yeah, 
But if you watch the beginning, he sat on Cassidy's leg first. <laughs> oh, my God. And then Cassidy takes his leg out and puts it on top of Hager. Okay, that's what happened. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then Hager slaps it off and gets all mad. And then I always, like, laugh when they do this sort of stuff. Because, okay, so after he, he tells Cassidy that Jericho wants you at ringside, and you better show up. So he yeah. leaves. Then they spend, like, 30 seconds with a shot on Cassidy fumbling around with some his knapsack like he's going in to get something and just as he reaches in they cut away so you know that something in the knapsack who knows what it is is gonna make an appearance later on it was so overly it was so in your face ridiculous yeah. obvious that it, it was just dumb it was dumb to do it that way um we get back there's tully talking to ftr telling them how great they are blowing smoke up their asses and uh so see did you catch uh, what ftr stands for what did they well they've said it stands for many things what did they say in this no they said fear the revelation i've they've said that a few times already yeah they've also said fuck the revival and a bunch of other things (laughs) okay fear the revolution why not uh we cut to a ring thing where Okay, this is where Kenny Omega really. What the hell is he wearing? You know, I get the I get the chick T-shirt, but what is he wearing? Like peach <laughs> colored. Those, sh- <laughs> Those you know, shorts. He's, he's wearing these casual peach colored shorts. And What's going look, on? Looking a hundred percent unlike any wrestler you've ever seen. He does not look like a wrestler. He looks like uh, the guy who's gonna go- come check your uh, gas meter or something. I don't know. What, <laughs> Maybe deliver your pizza or something. And and this is why I get mad at Omega. Is he it's stuff like this does not present him in a strong light. Should those should his shorts go in the book? You know what? Yes. Yes, they do. I I'm okay, we're doing the book tonight. Do the honors, please. Okay, so what should we call this? Kenny Omega shorts? <laughs> I mean okay. it seems pretty self-written there, Elio. Kenny, uh, <laughs> Kenny Omega his, shorts. His peach. His peach shorts. Can you make his peach shorts? You just made the book. Oh, my Lord. Okay. Then we get this. uh, So, okay. (laughs) Kenny's standing there. He starts doing, talk about a lackluster promo. Man, this was like a crappy promo from, uh, from Kenny. You know, like you have Tony is actually saying better things about their team. Um, then FTR comes up. Oh, you know, uh, you better bring your A game because we're going to bring ours. Wow, Kenny. Way to, way to hype up that. Okay. Then FTR comes out with their goofy little cooler and Tully. They hop into the ring and uh, they start saying, you know, we just came out. We have no problems with you, Kenny. You know, uh, we even brought you. And I like how they never said milk. Did you notice that? They kept saying chocolate chalk. Chalk. (laughs) (laughs) We brought you some chocolate chalk. And they pull out these like little bottles of chocolate milk. And then Kenny even gives just even a stupider line (laughs) saying, oh, if you know me, you know I'm not one to give up 2% homogenized chocolate chalk. Right? And, you know, and then he throws it in great where he just goes, but I'm not going to drink it with you inbred hillbillies. Which was awesome. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> I know the look on their face when they were called hillbillies was pretty funny. Um, ben Omega does something which 
this kind of brought it back and made him made him seem a little bit cooler than he had been is he said all right i get it you guys are out here to give me my pre-match beating we're gonna start this there's two of you and then he looks over at tully and he makes some kind of disparaging look at him. He's like, oh, I forgot about him. Yeah, he, he, said, he told the he he told said, keep, keep, keep that old man away from me. I, I could smell his depends from over here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which, which got, which got uh, FTR really riled. They were going to start fist fighting. And then out comes Kevin – or sorry, Kevin. Out comes Ad – oh, and did you catch when FTR came out? And uh, which one is Dax? I, can, I always mix them up, the bald one. The bald uh, one says... Uh, yeah, da- yeah, Dax is the bald one, yeah. Okay, Dax says to Kenny Omega, he says, okay, Adam, I mean Kenny. <laughs> he totally <laughs> forgot who he was talking to <laughs> is the thing, which was pretty stupid. But uh, they talk, oh, you know, uh, out comes Adam Page carrying a drink, looking like he slept in that shirt for days. He's got these, like, he's got these kind of red things around his eyes. I was going to say, what's with the eyes? Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, he's just looking disheveled, okay? He comes out, and uh, all of a sudden, FTR, who'd been kind of, like, sucking up to him and being his buddies, all turn on him and saying, you know, you know you're a piece of shit. And they actually use those words, you're a piece of shit, and yeah. uh, Kenny knows you're a piece of shit. We just, he's like, we tried to get in your head, but we didn't have to because you're just an insecure narcissist, and, you know, you got in your own head and you ruined everything for yourself and blah, 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 blah. And then um, Kenny holds uh, Paige back. Paige looks like he's going to get in with them. Uh, FTR leaves the ring after they've taken the belts and then thrown them down. Like they go to hand them to Paige and then drop them in front of him and laugh and walk out. Paige picks up the belts. He reaches out with one of the belts to hand it to Kenny and there's nothing there. And then he turns around and Kenny's standing outside of the ring arms crossed and just like looks at him and then just sort of walks away. This, 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 is, where, this is where I was thinking TJ must be one of the writers because everything that's happening here, he said was going to yes. happen. Does, this is exactly what I said was going to happen. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I really hope so. But I still think this is Kenny going to the horseman. I think he's going to join with these guys. And, uh, you oh, know, you're one of have... the EW writers. Guys, I could use the money. Just saying. <laughs> Anyhow, um, so, you know, that, that leaves uh, Adam Page all by himself. And I think what's going to happen, you got to have Adam Page have that uh, redemption. He needs that redemption, right? He needs to come out and restructure himself. He needs to come out and, and, and remake himself. You know, you just can't keep beating this guy down. You know, he's got to either snap and go batshit crazy and become a bad guy. Or I think which are, the way they're going to go is the redemption route. Okay, which really, for me though, still is like the young bucks, and I guess maybe that's why you have the young bucks bad, bad guys now. Because if they stay good, and Adam Page is going to be redeemed, there's already less tension between them. So, uh, we then cut to uh, backstage with Alex Marvez, who I don't care. (laughs) Alex Marvez is. He is like the most bland dude in the world. Talking to Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho, blah, blah, blah. Then he's going to show Joey Janela tonight, or he's going to show Orange Cassidy what he's going to do to him by what he's going to do to Joey Janela. Um, this match starts. Uh, wow. Joey Janela. Okay, I'm not the biggest Joey Janela fan, but man, did he ever look like a punk-ass bitch here today. 
I mean, he just got wailed on by Jericho. I didn't like this match. It was not a match. It was just a a thing. And but what a way to make Janela look terrible. I mean, it just it did no service for Janela. I did not like it. I thought uh, I thought this was sad. And I, I, I I'm sorry. I did not like it. Okay. Uh, you should do better for your wrestlers. And Janela just got buried yep. here tonight. He was pretty much treated like garbage. It ends up, of course, with Cassidy getting involved, Jake Hager getting involved. Uh, after the rear ring is cleared, Cassidy reveals what he was pulling out. Remember how I told you, we saw it coming over, that something was coming out of that bag. And it's a bottle of Chris Jericho's A Little Bit of Bubbling. Uh, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I saw that, yeah. I was like, well, what are they going to do with this? Well, he's going to drink it? This is supposed to piss off Jericho? But then he opens it, takes a sip, and then puts his thumb down yeah. and pours it out. Okay, they redeemed it there. That made it funny. Uh, I also wanted to point out, I thought it was extremely funny, how Chris Jericho was, in fact, wearing an orange Cassidy shirt. Yep. And pointing it out and mocking it. You see, I think uh, he even, uh, when he busted Janelle open, he rubbed the, the blood on uh, Cassie's t-shirt. Yes. And I'm going to, I don't want to sound mean, but please, Chris Jericho, please keep wearing shirts. <laughs> it's not a good look for you without the shirt right now. Not sure what's going on there, but. Uh, <laughs> then, okay. This to me now is the worst part. This next segment was just stupid. Okay, we get back. Team Taz. Why would you call yourself Team Taz? He's your loser manager. <laughs> okay, anyhow. Uh, Team Taz comes out. They start talking. Boom. Out comes Jake the Snake Roberts and Lance Archer. And they're mad because you came out and... Uh, okay, and talk about the grossest line I've ever heard in wrestling, okay? Uh, Jake comes out and says that there are a couple of squirrels looking for a nut. And they won't get to bust a nut any time they're in the ring. That's just <laughs> disgusting. I, I don't know why you'd even say that. Anyhow, so did, they start Did arguing. you catch what Tan said to Jake, though? He Which said one? that, uh, where's Jake ever done? <laughs> yeah, Taz. I'm, I'm like, oh, Give your head a he's a Hall of Famer, Taz. What have yeah. you done? You can't even get on the ride at Disneyland. You're so right. short. Um, okay, anyways. Um, so then, as they're arguing... Out comes Eddie Kingston, and Eddie Kingston I enjoyed, and he did a few things that made me laugh and that were impressive. Hold on, uh, the king is talking. Yeah, Lance Archer, the big scary monster, is going to step out there. He looks over at Lance Archer and says, hey, I'm tougher than you are, and I'd kick your ass, <laughs> which was pretty good. Archer walks over, goes to stick his leg in the rope, and then, like a bitch, Eddie <laughs> Kingston says to him, well, the king hasn't finished yet. And he stops and steps back. And I'm like, Archer, you just look like such a punk right here. Oh, my God, you look terrible. Okay. <laughs> this, this whole segment was stupid. Okay, so then then we have Tully comes out with, um, what's his name? Uh, Spears in the... Uh, Sean, Sean Spears. Spears. Yep. And then the elite come out. And then I'm thinking to myself, holy crap. The you young want to be a came out in the best friends? Okay, but before the best friends, okay, the inner circle guys start coming out. And then if you look in the ring, all I'm thinking is there is a crap ton of heels in AEW. And now the Young Bucks are kind of going heelish. Is there any good guys left? You know, like seriously, the whole ring has pretty much got 21 dudes in it already. Uh, so then they all start scrapping. Then uh, some loser, uh, Darby Allen comes sliding in there and goes after Ricky Starks. But then 
there's a kind of the, some of those no-name generic wrestlers go running in there and they immediately get like tossed out left and right. Uh, there's some masked dude who I've never seen before. He got tossed out of there pretty damn quick. Um, then Billy Gunn got in there. <laughs> Billy Gunn is punching around Lance Archer. Boy, Lance Archer just looks terrible these days. When, you know, when Grandpa Billy Gunn is beating on you, and then, uh, oh, just just really terrible. Um, and do you know how terrible, and, and do you know what the worst part, the whole sin of this whole segment was, Elio? Well, what's this? There was one thing that made every one of us go there, that this is meaningless and garbage. And you know what that was? Is these guys, they went to picture and picture, they kept fighting. They kept fighting. And instead of having it broken up or ended, they went to a freaking video package in the middle of this chaos going on. So that tells you that this chaos is useless. Nobody gives a crap. CBC because they I'm, I'm, I'm watching on here and yeah. sometimes they'll go, oh, we're going to go with the picture and picture, but they never do. It's still the oh, screen. okay. Yeah, I was watching it tonight. They went into picture in picture. They kept fighting. Okay. Then when picture in picture ended, they're still fighting. But this is what tells you. Okay. The picture in picture told you, oh, maybe this is important because they don't want to miss anything in its commercial time. However, nothing got resolved. Nothing stopped here. And instead of seeing how, because if, if a real fight's breaking out, everyone wants to see it, right? Mm -hmm. But then they tell you this is useless because they cut away before the fight's even done, to show us a package of two other wrestlers. What the hell? That has just told us that everything that's going on there is absolutely garbage. And this is a battle royal. This is on a, the buy-in or something. Yeah. You know, why would how, I care how, about watching it on the buy-in? Yeah, why would you care now? Because they just told you it's useless. They just told you that Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb are the more important thing and that this is garbage because they cut away to show a package. Now, here's what kills me. This is supposed to be exciting and cool. Why so would you not? Is that what they showed? That, is that yeah, the that, they showed the package after that of the two of them. Okay. Or no, sorry, the package of, sorry, of Thunder Rosa and... Oh, no, hold on, wait a sec. I'm reading these wrong. Okay, I'm looking at my notes, guys. They went to a package about Dustin Rhodes, QT Marshall, Scorpio Sky... And Matt Cardona talking about uh, their match, how they're going to take out the Dark Order. And how come the Dark Order never came out at all? There's all of these, like, bad guy heels. Yeah, we never saw them at all. Nope, all factions. But, yeah, so you cut – you don't even end this fight. You cut to a package about the Dark Order and four other guys in an almost meaningless thing. Um, yeah, you are definitely not doing a service to this Battle Royal at all. Uh, then we got, sorry, Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb. Um, I'm digging Thunder Rosa. I'm, I okay, really with, like I'm, I'm okay with not seeing Sheeta this week. I, I really, I enjoyed this match. What I didn't like about this match mm -hmm. is I don't think they should have had Serena Deeb in here. I think it was too much Serena Deeb. I think what they should have done is it should have been more of a squatch match. I mean, people, they're introducing Thunder Rosa to a crowd of people who probably don't know who she is. And then you put her in with a wrestler who gave her quite a battle. Where's she so, usually? Where's she usually? Uh, Thunder Rosa. Yeah, I know. She, I, used, she wrestles for NWA. She wrestles. She wrestles for NWA now. Power. She's the, NW, the Yeah, she's the NWA Women's Champion. Okay. So, 
that you put her in with Serena Deeb, who really actually held her own quite a bit. Um, so then you're saying to people that Thunder Rosa isn't that much of a threat to Hikaru Shida. Shida's been destroying everybody. Now you put her in there, you, the first match, people see Thunder Rosa, she struggles to get by Serena Deeb. Not good booking here. This was not a good opponent for her. They should have put her in with someone she could have beaten in a couple minutes, maybe give her one hope spot, but having this much Serena Deeb in that match was too much. I'm I saying maybe compared wanted... to the other matches on this uh, show, this yeah. one was um, one of my highlights. Oh, no, you know, the match itself was, no, I, I want to say this, the match itself was good. Right. But the overall mm-hmm. point of a go-home show, this match was terrible to do this to Thunder Rosa. She didn't yeah. look like anything special coming out of this match. She looked like she just struggled to get by uh, Serena Deeb, who's making her return debut. So the NWA Women's Champion struggles with a brand new girl from AEW. Not a good way to present that. Does not make her look like she has much of a chance against Hikaru Shida, does it? So, um, so then we got uh, okay, we get um, Big Swole. Big Swole. Uh, that that is coming up, but but just before that, didn't we get uh, what's his name? Uh, Boxley. Didn't he just have a little promo where he was? Uh, oh, he had he uh, he had that little promo backstage about yeah, uh, and it was an okay promo, I guess. <laughs> Nothing wasn't great. This thing though, the big swole thing, I hated it, and then I liked it. Okay, uh, I thought it was stupid with big swole out there. I, it was really dumb yeah. when uh, the pizza came over. Okay, <laughs> uh, up until then, I thought this is just ridiculous, but then. Holy smokes, Baker goes like nuts, starts whacking Swole with the crutch, then puts her in her finishing move. I've saved though. I've saved though. It. Yeah. I, I should, good for Bert Baker. She at least used the mask uh, to put the lockjaw on. Yes, yes. But uh, it was kind of brutal how she put it on. Big Swole just screaming, refusing to let her out of it. I thought this finally made – because, it, you know – We've seen Britt Baker just being such a coward the last while that it makes you think going into this match, is she just going to run away? Is she going to honky-tonk man it? You know what I mean? But then she comes out and does this, like, ambush, and it's like, okay, Britt's got some – she's got some uh, steel balls down there. She's going to – she's going to – this is going to be a better match than we thought it was. So I enjoyed that, okay, and the brutality behind it. Um. They were actually get- they, they were going through the card for All Out. Mm-hmm. Some of these stipulations, a tooth and nail match. Yeah, they don't explain what that means. <laughs> uh, uh, they explained the broken rules match between Matt I Hardy. still didn't get what the broken rules The broken rules are basically a, a, a last man standing uh, match. But we couldn't have just called it a last man standing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and is, isn't Matt Hardy also going to like retire if he if he loses he's out of AEW but what about Guevara what does he lose if he you see there's it's weird yeah they they didn't say anything they only put stipulation on Matt Hardy yeah so that's ridiculous since this is the rubber (laughs) match but okay yeah a lot of dumb things for matchups here um finally we get uh Mox versus uh the lawyer Okay, the lawyer's trying to hide in his thing. Wardlow kicks the door down, drags him out, drags him reluctantly to the ring. He tries to run out a few times. Um, man, it was kind of dumb. As I'm sitting there watching this, 
in my head, I was like, why, why would I care if Moxley slaps around a lawyer? This means nothing to me. Um, then, you know, the obligatory ambush by Wardlow and MJF, having Mox being bled, getting hit with a ring in the face. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess it might have added a little more luster because, to be honest, I don't really see MJF having much of a chance unless he's going to 100% cheat his way. That's why yeah. I, I, I thought for sure John Moxley was going to move out of the way and he was going to hit Wardlow. Yeah, a lot of people keep wondering if that's going to happen. Uh, I had a friend last week we talked, uh, on, and he said he's still waiting for the Wardlow uh, turn. Uh, but uh, I guess you had to do this because MJF has, doesn't carry any kind of threat behind him except his mouth. So, blooding up uh, Moxley mm-hmm. gave him a bit more cred. Okay, I'm going to say that. Gave him some cred. So he needed it. He really needed this cred, yeah. okay? Because a lot of me was just like, really? What the hell is he going to do, you know? So... All in all, um, this was not as bad as the, mat, the the cards I've seen for a while. There were some things that just devalued things, some things I found interesting. I'm going to give this one a B minus this week. Okay, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the C because I understand this show yeah. was just. Uh, all over the place. I just it was like, all over the place. I'll give it that. It just wasn't a lot, as of, terrible. St- a lot of stupid segments, a lot of things that didn't make sense. Yeah, there was a lot of logic gaps. I just like the fact that there was at least one or two payoffs to strengthen the upcoming uh, card Saturday. And that was definitely the Britt Baker stuff and the Mock stuff. Um, a lot of things I, I hope that the pay per view is going to explain. You know what I mean? They they sent they threw some seeds out there that right now just seem confusing and stupid. I hope there's a payoff to them. Okay, so uh, there you have it, folks. That is our look this week at AEW, our in-depth look. Um, do we want to do the book this week? Do you feel like doing the book? Uh, we can just uh, see because we are we put that to new entry in there. Okay, we did a new entry. So, all right, I'm slapping myself in the face. I'm twinging my back a little harder, so I'm getting in the right mood for this. Let's open up the book, and let's see what the hell's in the book. And you know what? Because we have not opened the book in a very long time, and because we haven't talked, we're also going to look at the end of the book. I want you to tell me who's made it, so we can remind people who's in the permanent chapters. Of our oh, yes. I was, <laughs> I was just looking at that uh, right now while you said that. All right. So open up that book and tell me what's in there and let's see if anything gets out and anything stays in. All right. Let's open the book. The book for the fans who are wondering what the hell the book, if you're new to us, the book is just like, there are things that just piss me and Elio off. Like things that are like, this is so stupid (laughs) that uh, we highlight it. We have a thing called the book of shame. The book of shame has a bunch of dumb things that just annoy us too much. We also have, which we're going to talk about later is we have a couple, which we call our, our chapters of, uh, of uh, futility, and those are people we've put in like a permanent. Yeah, the perpetual chapter of losers section. The perpetual chapter of losers. Those are the guys who are never going to make it out, and we just have so much a hate for them that they'll probably be there till the day we die. So let's read the book. We'll start off with the new entries, old entries, and then we'll go into the perpetual chapter of losers. Okay, let's open the book. Okay. Slowly, the great book opens. First entry, Brian Cage's botched Wolverine mutton chops. Yeah, they just freaking look ridiculous. I mean, come on, man. You struggle enough that for a big uh, main event wrestler type, 
you're probably only five nine. So you know when Taz is right near your size, you're you gotta watch for that. So yeah, you stay in. And we have Cody's ugly tattoo. Oh, that thing is so stupid. I, it's going to be in there for a long time. I still can't forget it. So, yeah, it stays. Uh, then we have the Dark Order minus Grayson and Uno. They still are not doing it for me, even with Brody Lee as champion. Um, yeah, I'm going to keep it as this. FTW championship belt. What a piece of crap. No, so they don't even carry it much anymore. So I think right, they, they totally, they totally uh, stopped mentioning it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's crap, and it deserves to be in the book. It was crap when it came out, when Taz brought it out years ago. So, And we have JR's Angry Hipster Grandpa. Yeah. Um, oh, he said something on today's show that just was really stupid, too, that just uh, – I wish I'd written it down now. He had some little – hipster quip or something that was just one oh, was it that was it a, one of these those uh references that no fan today would get no he actually tried to do uh, a young person yes. thing you know when like an old person talks about tiktok or some bullshit yeah. <laughs> what you're talking about that yeah it was something like that and I, it, i'll have to rewatch to get it again but it, what was are just, you doing? it was just dumb it was just dumb okay then we have johnny swinger oh what a is he even a wrestler? Like, I don't get it. Yes, he definitely stays in. Apparently, he your was in ECW. Isn't, isn't he your best I'm friend? I'm sure you're mistaken. And we have Kenny Omega's Peach Shorts. Oh, yes. I didn't <laughs> want to get, I'm glad you suggested it because those have annoyed me for a while. They just do not make it. <laughs> Our next entry is Richie Two Titles. Yes. You put two titles onto anything, you deserve a kick in the face. And we have Michael Nakasawa's debacle. I'm sorry, we don't need to watch an, an Asian muscle man rub baby oil on himself. I'm, did I tune into the wrong show? I mean, I'm sure people, you know, that's okay for some people, but that's just not okay for me. Sorry. Then we have Nala Rose's announcement. Oh, gee. All the workup. I love that. Uh, you barely getting by. You're barely making a splash. People are almost forgetting you. So you come up with a giant announcement that turns to be a turn that came out like a fart, a fart in church, man. Nobody really cared. Everyone was just like, and we haven't seen either one of them since uh, no. uh, that AEW Women's Tag Team Tournament Cup. Although we did see uh, in the opening shot, uh, Vicky Guerrero was in the audience next to your your favorite wrestler, the Doctor. Look at that big Asian dude who's all face painted up, you know? You know who I'm talking about? Doctor, I can't remember his name. He has been so long since he's been on. He was supposed oh, to be Dr. Hardcore. Luther. Yes, Dr. Luther and, <laughs> and her were standing next to each other in the opening shot. I'm sorry, I know that. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised you do. I can't remember his name. So, all right. Then we had, then our last entry is Russell House. Everyone except Kylie Ray. Yep, sticking with it. Okay, now we're going to move over to the... Okay, these are the, the people that will never come out. We just losers. hate these people. Okay, let's hear them. Fashionista. Oh, my God, I hate that word. Thank God we haven't heard it in so long. So, yes, but that word, come on. Then we have <laughs> Nigel McGinnis. Yeah, Nigel McGinnis. Uh, just his bullshit. Um, you know what? His, his announcing is just crap. I thought he'd be better than that. I enjoyed his wrestling, but do not enjoy his announcing. Sammy Callahan times six. 
Okay, we've gone over Sammy Callahan so many times. The guy is disgusting. He's a terrible wrestler. Uh, he just is everything wrong with scummy independent wrestling, and he's going to be in that list forever. Tommy Dreamer. Fuck you, Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> Next. Damn. Tell us how you really feel, TJ. Fuck you, Tommy Dreamer. Next. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Havoc. Jimmy Havoc, well, hey, he's pissed his career away already, so we might not ever have to deal with that loser again. And we I don't think – with AEW firing him, especially under the circumstances, uh, WWE's – he never had a chance anyways. I mean, look at him. He was a pencil-neck geek who, with a terrible haircut and a bunch of scars who just did, like, cutting himself because he wasn't talented enough to wrestle. Why AEW or MLW ever gave him a chance, I don't know. But now that he's burned those bridges – I don't think we'll ever have to see him again. And we have the the staple gun. Ugh, the whole staple thing, just disgusting. You don't need to see people's flesh being hurt like that. It's gross. And the last century is a picture-in-picture. Oh, yeah. Talk about annoying. I hate it, man. I would rather miss parts of the match than try and sit there and squint my eyes watching. Because I find I get really bored with it. Three seconds in, it's like... You could be having the most exciting thing going on. I don't have time to watch that little thing. I'd rather they go to commercial, come back, tell us what we missed during the break, yeah, and then... Yeah, and if something yeah. happens, show us a highlight. Yep. All righty. You know so, what? Uh, we have a pay-per-view coming up. Uh, we're not sure how we're going to deal with it. Uh, obviously, you know, we've got some some okay matches. I mean, uh, John Moxley versus MJF. Um, hey, you know what we should do right now? Pull, can you pull up a card? Yep. For this, let's pull up a card and let's make our predictions for uh, this week's. Okay. Uh, for, for the for the people listed and uh, let's see how close me and you get. Okay. So the first match, actually, this is they're I think they're putting this one on the kick, kickoff show on the buy-in. Britt yeah. Baker versus Big Swole. You know what? I'm gonna go with Britt Baker on this. Um. I, Big Swole, I don't know. She just doesn't do it for me, man. There's nothing I find exciting or interesting about her. She seems very awkward in the ring and very... Yeah. Just too many botches and too much loose stuff. I'm, I'm not a fan. Britt Baker? More of a... You know, she isn't the greatest wrestler in the world, but she's a hell of a good character. She was in uh, the book and she made a... She uh, got taken She redeemed herself. So, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go Britt Baker. Who are you picking? I'm going with Britt Baker, Baker because Big Swole is just... I find her boring. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then we have Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara, a broken rules match. If Hardy loses, he must leave AEW. <coughs> hmm. um, I'm going to go with Matt Hardy only because if the stipulation wasn't there, I would have went with uh, Sammy Guevara. Um, but I don't think you really need to lose Matt Hardy yet. I still think he has some marquee value in him. Okay, so to just outright lose him? No. What do you pick? I'm going to go with Matt Hardy, but uh, okay, you know, I I uh, tapped on the link to Broken Rules match. Uh-huh. It's, it goes right to Last Man Standing match. Of right? course it does. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the next one we have is Jurassic Express versus the Young Bucks. Young Bucks win and cheat their way like hell. Yep, I'm going with Young Bucks, especially with uh, the way they were acting tonight. All right. Then we have the Dark Order 
versus Mac Cardona, Scorpio Sky, and the Natural Nightmares. What Who do you pick on this pairing? Yeah. Who do you pick on this? You know what? I'm going, I'm going with the Dark Order. Okay. I'm going to go with... Uh, hmm. I would almost... Like, I'm not a fan of the other team, but I think you need to put a shine on Cordova and, um, and Scorpio Sky. And I don't think a loss to the Dark Order does any damage to them because you can just have one of the peons lose and have Brody Lee mad. So I'm going to go with uh, mm -hmm. the Natural Nightmares team. Then we have the 21-man um, Casino Battle Royal with the winner receiving a future AEW World Championship match. Well, if anything, the coverage of the pre-part of this has taught us, who the fuck cares? Yeah, we don't even have to go over the names no, in this no. match. They've already told us that this is important. Uh, and then we have uh, Hikaru Shida versus Thunder Rosa for the AEW Women's Championship. As much as I'm digging Thunder Rosa, Shida's my girl, man. Shida takes it. What I'm going to go with uh, Shida on this one. Okay. And we have Kenny Omega and Adam Page versus FTR for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. Who do you pick, Elio? You know what? I'm going to go with FTR because I just feel like something's going to happen there with Omega and Page. I'm going to go with that uh, Page. Uh, Omega turns on Page, joins the Four Horsemen, and because FTR is part of the Horsemen, they all lay out Page and lay a severe beating on him as they walk off into the sun. Again, you, you, FTR you, you, you're a writer for AEW, so <laughs> you would know <laughs> that we have Chris Jericho versus Orange Cassidy, the Mimosa Mayhem match. Or you oh, can brother. win by pinfall submission or throwing your opponent to a tank of Mimosa. Well, I think you have to have uh, Orange Cassidy win this because of if course. he doesn't, that he's done. Of course. Jericho, he can afford to lose matches constantly yeah. and he's still going to be around. That's why I, I pick uh, Cassidy. You? And, the, and on the, the, the last Is match. No, 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 no. Who's your pick? Oh, I, I thought I said I was going with Orange Cassidy. Okay. Okay. Last then match. the last match for the AEW Championship, John Moxley versus MGF. I'm going with Moxley. I want Moxley to win. I don't want MJF to win, but I'm going to go with MJF with the cheat somehow to okay. walk away with the belt. Okay. Okay. It'll be interesting. So, fans, I'll discuss it with the guys. I don't know if if you know. If we have to wait almost, you know, five days or four days to tell you the results and our things of this, that may happen. Uh, we, but we may also do a show, you know, Sunday night talking about it. So we'll figure it out. But uh, you know what? Stay safe out there, fans. Uh, this virus is still going around. At least wrestling's opening up. Things are a little easier. Um, but stay safe. We throw all our love and support to all of our fans out there, wherever you are. Uh, fight it. Be, be, be uh, strong. And, and, and you know what? Treat each other nicer. There's so much crap going on right now. We see all this unrest, civil unrest between different races, different religions. You know what? Fuck all that, man. Just be good to each other. We're all on this planet Earth together. We're all friends and neighbors when you really think about it. Uh, hating somebody because they're a different color, a different race, a different belief, a different religion is just absolute bullshit and narcissistic garbage. Look past yourself. Look at your neighbors, man. Treat them well, and they will treat you well. Tonight, I want to send out all a special love to all our uh, fans in Australia and New Zealand. Uh, you guys are down under, but you're always up, 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 up in my heart. Uh, the time I spent in Australia was awesome, and uh, 
met some great people down there and uh, just two nations full of some really good people. Uh, anyways, all of you, keep her safe. And uh, Elio, Sir. say goodnight to the good people. All right, fans, stay safe. And we'll talk to you all next week.